to you. Right. Hi, everybody. It's Brad and Jana, and welcome to the Brad Tuttle Ministries podcast. Hello, everybody. It is great to have you with us today. (laughs) Well, we are so excited about today's message for you, and we're going to title it The Power of Praise in Action. Uh Uh-oh, that sounds awesome. It is awesome. So, everybody, we're going to go ahead and have Brad start us out with these powerful scripture verses. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to go into the book of Acts, and we're going to be in Acts chapter 16. And we're going to start in verse 16. This is a great, this is a really well-known account, Paul and Silas in prison. Mm-hmm. But there's, we're going to focus on the power of praise and action, but there's so many other things that are that are going to go through. So I'm going to read a lot of our verses because you got to get the understanding of what's going on, the context of what this is sitting in. But it's it's a powerful um, illustration of what a person who is who understands the power of praise, how what that can accomplish in their life. And you know, if you are right now going through something where you feel it's the midnight hour, it's your darkest time, your darkest season, this is where Paul and Silas was, you know what, this is for you today. Because no matter what you are facing, you have to know that there is power in your praise. And because there's power in that praise, it God's action will be evident in your situation. And you know, because the, the power of praise is powerful because it comes from your faith in God, knowing what God can do. Your faith rises up in you so high that you can you begin to praise God for what you know he's going to do and the victory he's going to bring and God acts on that faith. It's all about living a life in faith, knowing what God can do. So it starts like this in Acts 16. It starts in verse 16 and we're going to, it shows you, shows us why they were thrown in prison in the first place. And there is this account of this. It talks about a young slave girl who had a spirit of divination and she, she worked, she worked for these her owners by doing fortune telling. Uh, It says in verse 17, she followed Paul and us crying out, these men are the servants of the most high God who (laughs) proclaim to you the way of salvation. Understand, she's got a spirit of divination. This is not not of God what she's doing. She's not doing this in a sense of, oh, these guys are awesome. Uh, I'm a believer. Man, I think they're great. She's 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 mocking. Yes, it's truth, but she's doing it in a mocking a mocking way. Yes, the devil's using her to be a nuisance. Yes, to try to, to actually to, to being to, to be a distraction yes. to what they're man. I've seen that in <laughs> ministry in my own life. Oh my. The enemy will try to use situations, people, to try to distract you and get you off of the message that God wants you to deliver. So it says she kept doing this for many days and then it says in verse 18 Paul having become greatly annoyed turned and said he doesn't say he said to the girl he says it says he said to the spirit so there was a there was a demonic spirit in her controlling her to do this but this is how he dealt with it and this is the power that comes with the name of Jesus he said I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. That's the power 
of the name of Jesus, and there's no other name like it. So Amen. he dealt with it, and he was <laughs> sick of it. It had gone on too long, so he said, Back, forget this, and he looked at that demon and said, come out in Jesus' it's name. It's kind of like a pesky mosquito when you go outside, and it's always buzzing around and buzzing around, and finally he said, I've had enough, so praise God. He took authority over that. Took authority over that in Jesus' name. That's right. So what happens now is... Um, this the gain the financial gain that she was bringing to her owners they lost that now because she's no longer controlled by this she's not able to do the demonic things she was doing her fortune telling and understand this don't ever go to fortune tellers it's demonic it's of the devil don't ever step into a fortune teller and spend one dollar you need to if you're a believer out there stay in stay in the word of god i'm telling you because the word of god will lead you so it says, because they were so mad what Paul and Silas had done, they seized them, they dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. It says in verse 20, when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs, they're lying now, they advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. Of course, they're being lied on. Yeah. The crowd joined in and attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off of them. means they were really mad, and gave orders to beat them with rods. They didn't do anything wrong. They're being persecuted mm. for their faith. And when it inflicted, now, now they beat them. So we understand something. They're being beaten. They were inflicted, it says, with many blows. So right after they beat them, imagine they're being beaten with rods. They're being beaten with sticks. They are then, it says, thrown into prison, and they ordered a jailer to keep them safely. And it says, having received this order, he put them in the inner prison. So they were down in the very place where, I mean, this is a dun, dingy, deep, dirty, dark. dark, wet, damp. They're beaten. They're they're probably got open wounds, wounds on their body. That you know, you got to understand this. Is, I guess the picture needs to be painted. They're, they're not in a, they're not in a nice place. This is a, you know, and again, deep, dark, damp, probably moldy and mu just, just not good. And they're, and not only that, but their fat, their feet are fastened in stocks. And you know, um, when I think about this, I think about when it says they put them into the inner prison, not just the prison, but the deeper parts. And later on in these verses, um, you'll see where the jailer um, used the light because it shows me when you'll see what happened, that it was dark, there were no lights in there. So the, here they are, like, like Brad said, it's cold, it's damp. They've been falsely accused. They've been beaten for their faith, persecuted. Treated like criminals. And what's so amazing, they set this lady free in the name of Jesus, who has been bound by this demonic thing, which most people would rejoice that a captive got set free. And so here they are, they find themselves, and like Brad said, fasten their feet in the stocks. And who knows, I'm sure it was one size fits all, and how painful that probably was. We don't even know. So here's these uh, men of God, and now they're in this dire situation, this terrible circumstance. And it says in verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, which is the best thing to do no matter what situation yes. you're in. And they were singing hymns to God, 
and the prisoners were listening to them. So, oh, there's so much, I, I don't want to, there's so much stuff in that. So even before we get to what happened next, they were being a witness, even in the midst of this terrible situation, yes. they weren't in there grumbling and complaining and, you know, just kind of, oh, woe is me yes. and discouraged and down. Happened. Oh my gosh. You know, like, you know, like we've probably all done before, <laughs> but they are in there praying. That's the faith. That's the understanding of two people there that know their God. They know who God is. They know what God has done for them. They've been saved. They've been mm. changed. They've been transformed. It's so in them. They know, man, we don't have to worry about this. We just got to, we just, we just need to pray and we're going to sing. We're going to yes. sing. So how many, I mean, it's, it's convicting because you think how much, again, you know, we've all complained about the smallest thing. Look at the situation they're in. They pray and they're singing hymns to God and they're being a light to all the people they're around, because they're probably thinking, wow, listen to these guys. They're in the inner prison, and they're hearing them singing hymns to God. Imagine what a witness that was. And you know what's amazing about it? It says the midnight hour, and I've heard people say before, the midnight hour is always the darkest. So it's always darkest before dawn. And we're about to see the dawn, that light shining and what the Lord did. But during that time, again, like Brad said, they were lifting up their voices. They were, and I'm sure in the inner prison with the acoustics, you know, if it was a cave, whatever it was, it just radiated. It beamed out and you could hear them. And how amazing that probably felt um, to these prisoners just to hear someone praising in this dire circumstance and what's so amazing too that whenever we there is always power of praise and action that you know it can change the atmosphere and we're about to see that right now so it says and the prisoners were listening to them and in verse 26 it says and suddenly somebody out there says and suddenly that's how quick it can come <laughs> and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, shook the foundation of the entire prison. Yes. And immediately all the doors were open. So tell me God isn't in this. Of course, we know he is. But just look at this. All the doors. Were, well, what were they doing? Oh, they were praying and they were singing hymns to God. Yes. So the power of praise and action that's been built on a foundation of faith in God all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds, in other words, everyone's shackles They're and chains. cuffs were unchained. Their chains were undone, all of them. So all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And when the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, it says he drew his sword. He was about to kill himself because he knew what his bosses would do to him when they came down there and found those prisoners had gotten out. They would put the blame on him yes. and they would have taken his life. So he thought, well, before they're going to do it, I'll just go ahead and do it myself. So it says he was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. This is powerful. In verse 28, but Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself. For we are all here. Right. So, man, he's about ready to end his life wow. because he thought, man, these guys, my bosses are going to kill me. These guys have escaped. And Paul, it, it's just so awesome, cries out, don't do it. We yes. haven't left. 
see, Paul could have got the thing about it is Paul could have got them all out of there. Yes. And this guy's life would have been over, but God had a plan for this guy. There was a plan for this jailer. So Paul stayed, the guys stayed. So Paul says, We're still here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out. So now he brings them out. They're still there. Now he's trembling with fear. He brings Paul and Silas out and says, mm, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Why did he why did he say that? Because of all this stuff to transpire, he's he's hearing them sing, he's hearing them praying. He's he's seeing this earthquake that shook the foundations. He knows that he knows that God is involved in this. He knows that God opened all the doors, set all those guys free, but he also knows that he sees this compassion. He sees God in this whole aspect of Paul not leaving, Paul still there, and this whole dramatic experience that's going on, he sees God in it, and it so affects him, I believe, that he comes to them and says, what must I do to be saved? In other words, what must I do to know this God that you know? That is, that is so powerful. What must I do to be saved? And they said, and if you're out there and you're listening to this and you don't know Christ and you've never trusted in Christ as your Savior, maybe you're even at a place in your life now where you're saying, what must I do to be saved? That's what I did when I was 27 years old. I cried out and I did what we're, I did what we're about ready to say they said to do right now. In verse 31, and they said back to the jailer, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved and your household. Believe. What does it mean to believe? It means your, your heart, all of who you are, believes in Jesus as being the Savior of the world. You believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus as being the Savior of the world. When you believe in that way, you believe in your heart. When you believe, believe, believe. And that's it's a deep, profound understanding. Belief. He says, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, and your household. And they spoke the word of a word of the Lord to him, and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. Now he's saved. So he he believes he believes his um his uh his household's going to be touched in a minute. So he believes, and now he takes them out, deals with their wounds washes them says and he was baptized at once he and all his family he and his whole family came to know christ as their savior every one of them believed in jesus and we go back to the title of this podcast the power of praise and action and when you think about it all of this took place because two men who had faith in their god who were in a desperate situation didn't let it affect them in a negative way but they prayed and they sang hymns to their God in faith. And the power of that praise, the power of that moment, spoke to all those that were in this prison, spoke to this jailer. And from that, God had a plan for him not to kill himself, but for him to come to faith in Jesus Christ. You know, it's so amazing. Um, as Brad was reading, just my eyes teared up. You know, 
there is power of praise and action in our lives as Christians that, you know, there are people out there who are in our world who are watching us when we go through the valley experiences, the inner prison experiences, and they're watching and they're listening to us. And what a powerful, powerful testimony to be able during our darkest hours to be able to sing out, praise our God, because I truly believe that when we see the power of praise in action in our lives, we're going to see even some of those people who don't know Christ come to Christ because they're going to see a difference in us. They're just like the Philippian jailer saw a difference in Paul and Silas. These people, I believe, in your life are going to see a difference in how you are acting and reacting in the God you serve, that trust, that deep-rooted, uh, transcendent stability in God. That, you know, if there are people in your life right now that you are praying for their salvation, just know they are watching. Know that God is no respecter of persons. And know that, you know, as we are believing today could be the day of salvation for them. Amen. And can I add this, something that I, I believe is important to say here, is that you look at what he did. It says, sirs, what, my, what must I do to be saved? They said to him, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Mm. I want everyone out there to hear this if you don't know this or you don't understand this yet. But the message throughout acts and yes. and the word of god is consistent and that message is that salvation comes through faith in jesus christ alone yes. they didn't say believe in the lord jesus and add all these other things they have to do to it yes. we're not saved by works we are saved by faith alone in christ alone yes. so many religions add all these other things that people have to do to work their way to god we don't work our way to god we are saved by faith in christ alone he said believe in the lord jesus and you will be saved yes. so if you're out there today and you don't know jesus as your savior it's a matter of believing in your heart in jesus christ and you will be saved. So the power of praise and action. Like my wife started off, maybe you're in a midnight hour right now. Maybe you're going through something in your life. Maybe you're going through something that's very dramatic. Maybe you're, I don't know what it is, whatever circumstance that you may be sitting in, you know, it seems terrible to you. Um, but I, I would encourage you, we will encourage you today to put some prayer to it. And then put some praise to it. Yes. Pray to God. Talk to Him. And take some time to sing Him. Sing worship songs. Sing unto Him. And watch what God can do. There's something about the attitude of a believer when it turns to faith. Faith enough to pray. Faith enough to sing. That moves God to action. Well, we thank you for just being with us today. I know that you were blessed by this. And um, we want to encourage you again to remember there's power in praise. And our praise always causes action in the heavenlies with our Heavenly Father. And it changes the, the atmosphere around. Amen. So we love you guys. 
and you have a blessed day. Amen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in him as your savior and you will be saved. God bless you. Until next time, you live for Christ. Amen.